to another episode of First and Ten. This week we have episode 17 where we have a week eight recap and boy was it a great week. Some great games, some great comebacks, one of the best comebacks we've seen all year. Um, some pretty underwhelming games as well, but overall just a great week all around and let's get straight into it with Thursday Night Football with the Falcons versus the Panthers. So this week the Falcons came out on top with a 25-17 victory, which many would consider it an upset. I want to. I, I, personally, I wouldn't consider it too big of an upset. I feel like the Falcons are a good team. They just don't know how to find a way to win. But um, Teddy Bridgewater going down in the third quarter, he came back, but I don't think it helps Carolina, where Teddy Bridgewater was has been a major impact in their wins so far this season. But overall, I feel like it was just a pretty terrible game. I mean, besides Julio Jones, nobody really starred. And even with Julio Jones starring, he didn't even catch a touchdown at the end of the day. Calvin really went down. But as I just said, pretty boring game. Let's hear from Mitch. So I agree with what you said about how people might consider this an upset. I wouldn't, you know, they're one game apart in the records. Yes, Carolina had three wins going into that game. Atlanta had one. But it's two teams that neither of them are very close to playoff contention but have talent. So it is what it is. Division games are almost always close. Curtis Samuel had a nice first half recording two touchdowns, which was funny for fantasy owners and Curtis Samuel. Um the real story for me was like Todd Gurley not playing very well and not playing much. Uh, I figured he'd have a big bounce back game after obviously the um, decision to accident or the uh, accident where he scored against the Lions, but he averaged two point six yards a carry and in the set in the third quarter all of his carries basically started going to Brian Hill. Not sure what that was about. You know, it looked like he might have been grabbing at his knee, but he finished the game healthy. See, it's really sad that Calvin Ridley goes down. I mean, Julio, what a nice game. But this game, was there's not too much to talk about. Didn't have major playoff implications. It was just two mediocre teams playing against each other. Um, we'll hear from Chad, and then I just want to do a quick side note off the games of this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely thought Carolina was going to win this game. Um, I, I Yeah, I definitely expected him to win. I thought they were playing pretty well recently. Um, I mean, definitely Teddy Bridgewater didn't help. He didn't have a good day. Matt Ryan also with nothing special. I mean, this wasn't that like great of a game. But they still, I mean, you know, a win's a win, as we always say. They pulled away with the win. Um, yeah, it was a divisional match. These are two bottom in the division, I believe, right? Yeah, well, I mean, with the Saints. They're so, nuts. I mean, this could hurt Carolina. I mean, they're probably fighting for a second spot uh, with the Saints. So, yeah, I mean, let's get to the next game. All right, on a quick side note, I just want to bring this up because I think it's actually a very big topic for football right now. But um, currently the NFLPA and the Board of Executives and all that, all that jazz is currently talking about possibly expanding just for this season to an eight-team playoff per conference. So I just wanted to chime in on that quickly, hear mm-hmm. Mitch's and Chaz's thoughts, because personally, while eight teams would benefit the Broncos, I feel like having over half, having exactly half of the league in the playoffs isn't the best idea for the league in general. But then again, does eight teams really hurt us versus seven? And then, by the way, this is because like if games more games are getting canceled by COVID and it like amps up. So let's hear from Mitch first. So um, Browns are still on track for a wild card spot. Eight eight um, eight teams going to the league would almost will it would raise our chances even higher and give us a very good chance of snagging a wild card spot. I don't really agree with that though because if exactly. if I want the Browns to make the playoffs, I want them to make the playoffs. I don't want them to just be in the top fifty percent of the league. That just seems kind of cheap and. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not gonna be like not gonna be punching a wall if this goes through, but it's doesn't. I, I don't really see the point. 
I, I'm actually excited to hear Chad's opinion from like a non-biased perspective because his team has no chance of making the playoffs whatsoever. Uh, yeah. I mean, as you said, with the whole like, I, I'm excited to see a seven-team uh, playoff, yeah, I, which I like which that. I like that. I mean, once it gets to eight, it's getting to a lot. I don't know if I want that permanently, but as we talk about this COVID, I mean, it's really messing teams. I mean, if you don't practice for a while, I mean, you're losing starters. So maybe an eight-team playoff could be cool to see just this year. I definitely don't want that permanently implemented, though. I think seven teams, seven is is a good good solution. Yeah, one last thing. My only issue with the eight teams is, like, this isn't like baseball where there's a 60-game season and you have to adjust. They're most likely going to be playing a full season. And like basketball, basketball had a normal postseason at the end of the day. And my issue with eight teams is now the one seed is not getting a first-round bye. And unlike basketball, this is not a seven-game series. The one seed now has to play in the first round, play an eight seed. And for all they know, they can shit the bed, have a terrible game, and that's their postseason, which... At the end of the day, in football, it makes it does make a big difference versus basketball. But that's all we have to talk about for that. Now on to the 1 o'clock slate on Sunday. We have the Bills and Pats, where we'll hear from Mitch first. Pretty exciting game. I think that, I mean, the Patriots started to make a little bit of a push towards the end of the game, trying to get back on track. They weren't able to, but um, do you put this game on Cam? I mean, he played definitely, like, he had a pretty, from, from a uh, purely statistical standpoint, he didn't have a great day. No touchdowns. He lost the fumble on the fourth or on the uh, the last play of the game, but I, th- I mean, it, it's it's weird to say, but he looked good compared to last week. You know, where he's not turning the ball over four times in a game, and you know the Bills' defense is good. Josh Allen couldn't really get too much going against uh, the Patriots' defense either. I always say this, and I'll say it again: divisional games are close. I think you know, just if these two teams were not in the same division and they didn't play against each other twice a year every year, I think the Bills would have had a pretty like a better shot of winning, and they uh, they would have won by more. But it was a sloppy game, but it was fairly exciting to watch. But I think the Patriots are out now; like they're zero and three away, and uh, they're they're not doing well in the division. The emergence of Miami, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think they're this basically kicks them out of the playoffs. What do you think? Um, well, to the point you said regarding Cam, while I would like to blame this game on Cam, it just, the the surrounding and support that he has is one of the reasons why I'm really not going to just put it straight yeah, on Cam, because no, this is like second half in playoff Brady last year. All the receivers are hurt. No Nikhil Harry, no Julian Edelman. At points this week, they were practicing with one receiver from their practice squad or whatever, and if you're not giving a QB a single weapon to throw the ball to, meanwhile, you don't really have a dominant running back to help him out. At all. The O-line is going down. The Patriots have been plagued by injuries and opt-outs this year. I mean, say what you want. Cam's coming off the virus as well, which we don't know. I don't think that's, that's a viable that's, excuse. I agree with everyone. I don't think anymore. Maybe against but, Denver that's a viable excuse. But he was cle- yeah. he, at the end it's of the day, he's, he's yeah. cleared to play. Yeah. So, but... um. Also, some interesting comments from Belichick after this week's game sure, about how sure. the Patriots allegedly sold out to make three to win three Super Bowls, make four, make an AFC Championship as well. Um, honestly, when he says that, he brings a good point. I mean, I'd sacrifice not making the playoffs one year for three Super Bowls. Like, mm-hmm. but end of the day, Pats this year looking at a top ten pick. Who knows? Maybe they. They, they they tank for Trevor Lawrence possibly if the Jets get two wins, um that would be interesting to see. But my uncle's a big Pats fan, Dad's a big Jets fan, so it's interesting to see their text conversations go back and forth. Um yeah, I mean, Patriots are just not very good. 
Um, again, I mean, Cam, it's it's kind of funny. I mean, there's all this hype around Cam. Everyone's like, who am I? You know, beginning of the season, everyone's like, who let them do this? I mean, look at this contract they gave him. This is amazing. And then ever since then, Cam's been terrible. No TD. I mean, he's just looked terrible ever since, since what? Well, I mean, pretty much the entire season. If you really look at his season stats, since it's bad. Since the Seahawks game. But since the Seahawks game, exactly. Since the Seahawks game, where he did good numbers against a t- one of the worst defenses in the league, he's been terrible. I mean, it doesn't help when your number one receiver is Jacoby Myers. I mean, yeah. again, I, I think this is a classic situation where they didn't help him enough. Like, again, I mean, we saw this with, we saw this with Brady. I mean, they didn't help him enough. They brought in, what, they drafted two tight ends. I mean, Nikhil Harry still isn't looking too hot from, I mean, even without well, injuries. I mean, it's injuries, but, but still, still, I mean. still drafted over DK Metcalf. And, and AJ Brown. AJ Brown and Terry McClure. Yeah, he was drafted overall. I mean, and there's even ones that are later in the rounds that produce more than him. I mean, he just isn't good. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I won't say he's not good yet, but the injuries have been killing him. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think the Patriots this is their year. I don't I don't know if I see. Yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. I don't see them getting Trevor. But um, yeah, I think the Dolphins are a really interesting team that will probably replace them as um, a wild card. Team. Yeah, exactly as a wild card team, possibly. But so um, um, onto the Dolphins. Yeah, onto the Dolphins game. Dolphins Rams. I think the Dolphins had a good day. I mean, Tua. <laughs> I don't know if this is the numbers you'd want from your first. NFL start, I mean, hey, 12 for 22 for 93 a yards. Win's and TV. A, win. a win's a win. We always say QB rating of 25. Interesting. Jared Goff, I mean, put up 355 yards, a TD, two interceptions. Had but a, when like, throwing 61 passes, it's a given. You should throw exactly, for Exactly. He he also had, was, they were feeding the passes. We learned from yeah. Mitch, but uh, he also had two fumbles and two yeah. interceptions. Yeah, Four exactly. I mean, every, I think it was kind of funny. Everyone was talking about, you know, the Rams D against the Dolphins, but really, nobody really was talking about the Dolphins D against the Rams offense. <laughs> I mean, the Dolphins just I outplayed mean, them. I mean, this is a, this was a, on the Dolphins defense. I mean, Tua did nothing for this. And spe- I think I think we can I think agree the that biggest Tua play got of this carried. game was Joachim Grant's special teams touchdown in the yep. second quarter return to punt. Think about it. The Dolphins didn't score the whole second half, so that punt return really defined the game because there were many drives where the Rams had the ball at the end of the game where if they were down four, it would have been a lot different than being down 11. So end of the day, I think it's defense and special teams that won Miami this game. Their offense didn't do anything special. No receiver um, emerging above 20 yards. Yeah. Gaskin looked okay, but he did have a fumble issue in the late third quarter. But Yeah, 2.6 average. I mean, I mean this Rams this, defense this, is still good. Yeah, the Rams defense is still that. amazing. Yeah. It was just... I mean, they, yeah, they are amazing. They shut down. It's, I mean, they, they shut down. I, I, I hate, like, going back and comparing things to the Broncos, but it's like when the offense gets the ball in the red zone or within 50 yards every single possession, it's going to be hard to continuously stop a team, which is kind of what happened here. The Dolphins had a defensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown, and then the two possessions they scored, they got the ball within 50 yards of the end zone. So, end of day, it's pretty hard not to give up those points when that happens. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Yeah, again, I mean, the Rams, I don't know what really happened with the Rams here. I still think they're a good team. Um, we're going to see. I think the Dolphins are becoming better and better as the season goes on. I mean, obviously, Tua, I, I hope Tua can maybe put up uh, more than 100 yards. <laughs> um, so, I, I'm not, we'll see about Tua. I mean, this was a tough defense. He didn't do anything terrible. He didn't lose the game. As we always say, a win's a win. So, I mean, I'm not going to knock him for this performance. But, um, yeah, I mean, what was that completion percentage? A little over 50? Yeah, 55, but- maybe? I mean... It just, it just. I, I would like to see. Better. I wouldn't say it's like concerning, but, but yeah, it's I'm not nothing concerned. To, yeah, r- 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 exactly. R- it's it's nothing to say. I mean, it's nothing to compare him with Herbert or uh, or Burrow at all. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's nothing bad. Um, on to Pittsburgh versus Baltimore, a divisional matchup in Mitch's division. So we will hear from Mitch first here. I said the ball or the Baltimore Ravens would lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You guys both called me crazy. Adam said on the air that if the Steelers beat the Ravens, he would consider the Steelers legit. Now, I can completely respect you saying that they're not the best team in the AFC. That's up for debate. But you can't tell me that the 7-0 team that just 
destroyed the Baltimore Ravens. De- destroyed. They destroyed Score Lamar. Market. The game's that's on fair. Lamar. No, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Score-wise, they didn't destroy them. But when Lamar turns the ball over four times, fumbles, th- like, almost five times if he didn't fall on it, I mean, th- it's concerning. One thing I want to say is, since the start of the season, I've loved J.K. Dobbins. And this game just proves to me that I still believe he is the best back out of this draft class. Um, people were saying it wasn't a big enough sample size. His 6.5 yards per carry before this game, he only had 25 carries. But this game, 15 carries for 113 yards, 7.5 yeah. on average. I feel like Hilaire is great, but I don't think Hilaire would has done what Dobbins did this week with such little carries. Especially against that Steelers rushing Exactly. Defense. I yeah. still think Jonathan Taylor's the best back, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to disagree with you too much. J.K. Dobbins is really good, and I really it was nice to get to see him uh, actually perform. I... I the game's on Lamar. If Lamar does Ravens anything, well. if Lamar does anything against, uh, just he, if he doesn't turn the ball over four times, they would destroy the Steelers because the Steelers have the best rushing defense in the league, and the Ravens drop nearly three hundred rushing yards on them. All Lamar has to do is hang on to the ball and not make bad decisions, Lamar and they had, steamroll. Um, two turnovers in the red zone. Those two turnovers instead of turnovers, you get field goals. Ravens win the game. It's. Yeah. I, but then again, I feel like we knew the story of this team is, will Lamar be able to do what he did last year? And I was giving him the praise, but this week, I can't. He, he made... Completing he, he, under 50% of his passes. He made a, QBR of 12. A, a, a good team look like the best team in the NFL when they're really not. Yeah. So, how many AFC teams are better than them, do you, in your opinion? I still think the Chiefs are better than them. Yeah. I'll agree with that. I still believe the Ravens are better than them. I, I, I understand that could be very controversial, but okay, so we clearly saw the Ravens were able to exploit the Steelers' defense or Steelers' defense this week in the run game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oddly enough, it was the pass game, which was the issue, which has been a very rare occasion for teams this year against the Steelers. And I understand you have Minka and good cornerbacks, but I just think, end of the day, Lamar performs well, Ravens win this game, which is why I think... Because I don't think Lamar, Lamar performing well is... Is that rare? I feel like it could happen next time they play the Steelers, which gives the Ravens the victory, which is just why I think the Ravens are still better than them. These two teams rematch Thanksgiving night. <laughs> Cannot wait for that on prime time. Um, I just want to say before I hand this off to Charlie, did you guys hear what Mike Tomlin said after the game? He on Lamar Jackson in the press conference. He said, "We respect him, but let's be honest, we don't fear the guy." Now, do you think that's disrespectful, or do you think that his team absolutely destroying him? Made it justified to say I mean, he that. Can, he can say that. I mean, yeah, it is, obviously it's disrespectful. He, I mean, he can say that. When you, when you force him to put up four turnover, t- turnovers and he loses the game, I mean, you can say that. I, I mean, I still think that the Steelers are a better team. I think, I mean, Big Ben's not, Big Ben had a great game. You know, if both quarterbacks play better. I still think that, um, I still think that the Steelers win. But you know what? It was a great game, and I can't wait to watch them play again on Thanksgiving. So. Um, also, Tomlin can say what he wants, but he is a one in three against Lamar. Or, around that in his career so um stop disrespecting Lamar Mike I mean he, he yeah but this is the that. first you, you time to put up four turnovers you but this is the first time he's gonna play him with Big Ben to be fair last the right. past two so you know it is what it is it's it's just why it's a good rivalry it'll go back and forth on to the oh sorry so do you have anything to add yeah at, I do. at the end of the Steelers Ravens all right I think I think no matter what you say about Lamar's performance where he lost that game I think Everybody going into this was, you know, questioning the Steelers, you know, the 6-0. and Everyone was questioning it. Everyone said, I think, everyone said, many, you know, most of the people I said say, okay, they beat the Steelers, they beat the Ravens, they're legit. 
I, I think a lot of people said that. I agreed too. So now they beat the Ravens. I think they're a, le- I think they're a legit team. I, I mean, the Ravens still have an amazing cool. defense. They still put yeah. up 28 points against them. You can say it's Lamar. I mean, still, okay, you need, well, then, then they, maybe they get a new quarterback. Maybe they'll be good. I mean, <laughs> it's still Lamar's part of the Ravens. He's one of the best, the reasons they were good last year. Yeah. My only I mean, point is it's not like a Daniel Jones performance where he plays bad and we think there's yeah. no more light. We've seen Lamar's yeah. Peak, oh, yeah, so. Lamar's still good. Yeah, I We've mean, seen Lamar's, his potential. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was an off game for Lamar, but I just think that, that I mean, I think Lamar having a bad game shouldn't discredit, um, shouldn't discredit the Steelers. All right, next game, we got Tennessee-Cincinnati. The biggest upset. The of biggest the upset of the week. I mean, going into last week, I thought the Titans were a top three AFC team. I thought the Titans, the Chiefs, and five. the Steelers were the, the best three in the, in the NFC, AFC. And now it's not so much. I, I, I don't know about that, if that's the case anymore. I mean, Burrow had an, a, a really good day, 250 yards, two TDs, um, good game. I mean, they, again, they didn't have Mixon, you know? And it, yeah. this was Burrow. Burrow won this game. I think, I think that's what I believe. Um, yeah. it's, it was a good, it was a good upset. I mean, Burrow's, Burrow's good. I mean, a lot, I think a lot of people were, I mean, obviously he had an amazing season, but still, I mean, some would, you know, question, I mean, okay, he has his perfect roster around him. I mean, one season he did this, but I mean, this, the kid's good. He's kid, really kid good. Yeah. yeah. Kid can play. Um, again, I mean, none of his receivers went for over a hundred. I mean, not like it, made, it was on him. Yeah. They made, cl- yeah, exactly. In my opinion, um, with, on regarding the Titans, I think that they're a very good football team. They have a very good offensive line, a very good defense, a very good offense. But at the end of the day, when you look at the names on paper and the players that play, I, I feel like it's just night and day. I feel like one day they could go out and blow the Ravens out. And then yeah, the next day, I agree. they're losing to the Bengals. And mm-hmm. also, I don't want to discredit Derrick Henry right now, but um, the, the Titans' offensive line is very good. I think that's not an undeniable question. And I do think Derrick Henry is very good, but for other running backs to come in and still put up good numbers that are comparable to Henry's this year, I feel like it just discredits him just a little bit. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm not sold on Henry. I agree. I think that his numbers get oversaturated a little bit, but you know what? He had a good, you know, yards per. You guys know, yards per um, carry yards per carry. Stat. That's my favorite stat, of course. So I mean, he aver- he's averaging over six yards a carry. That's you know pretty impressive, but. I've said this, you know, I from the beginning. Yes, the Bengals were bad last year. We all know that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Going into the draft, I I didn't think Andy Dalton was really the problem. Like, obviously, Burrow is gonna be an upgrade, but I didn't think that you know the, they would make this team competitive. But I mean, when we you know when they played the Browns, yes, the Browns have a terrible defense, but like they showed up. It's not like we obliterated them. And like, so the Bengals I'm, could very easily be four and whatever, yeah, or three and whatever. Exactly. Like, this team, you know, this team has, they, they've just lost some one-score games. It was nice to see them get one. I'm glad that we got, the Browns got their two games um, out of the way early, so before this team kind of goes on a roll, because, uh, we, we, you know, we, we could have drawn against what, them. What we've seen this week is that if the Bengals' defense can show up, then the Bengals could, like, they're, they're yeah. good football. They just need, their the, offense they need the backup of the defense, because I think they beat the Browns both weeks if they have a good defense. I mean, you give them... A top 15 defense, even. I think they beat the Browns both weeks. I think they have a few other wins. They beat the Philly Eagles. Like, I think, at the end of the day, it's not the offense that's the issue for Cincinnati anymore. They they have a good, especially when Joe Mixon's healthy. I mean, they have a top 10 running back, and they've got a pretty solid wide receiver Mm -hmm. core, and they got that stud. All right, who wants to talk first about the Raiders-Browns game? Um, I will. All right. As a Browns hater, but also a Raiders hater, um, this game, say what you want. Um, the weather affected it. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, 
the ball had to be run a lot more than teams were really willing to run it. The defenses were on the field for a lot longer than they wanted to be on the field. The kickers really didn't have much help. Cody Parkey did miss a field goal, but it wasn't his fault. Raiders missed field goals too. Um, Got to give some credit for the Browns for the Cody Parkey sign. It was a bull move after, as we know, mm-hmm. Cody Parkey's history. He missed his first field goal this season this week. Um, yeah, no, I I, the, like, I think he's been great. In, in my Browns group chat, I'm not going to lie, people were calling for his head after he missed that. I had to try and calm them down and realize, you guys realize <laughs> it's, there's 20 knots of wind and snow blowing on the, you it's know. Like, it's like, end of the day, that game's not even on Parkey. It's on Baker, no. but it's not How easy. How is it on Baker? Oh, I'd love to hear this. I mean. Did you watch the game? It, it, at the end of the day, if you don't have the yardage and the completions, it's on the QB. You can't throw five-yard checkdowns and expect to win, but Derek Carr did that and won. My point is, Baker wasn't able to get the offense to explode like they needed to in order to win. And I'm not, But it's on Baker, but it's also not because weather conditions aren't great when the winds are 20 miles per hour, but there were many drops by the Browns, but there were also a few throws that Baker could have made better. I mean, Did you watch the game? I did. I, I I did watch the game, and I saw the drops by Landry and other players, but I also saw some bad throws by Baker as well. So let's hear from Chuck. I mean, it's the first time I've actually seen this, any, anything about this game in all honesty. I didn't even know this was the score. Um, and I'm just confused. Uh, I mean, 16-6, to I thought the Browns had a good offense. I don't think the Raiders' defense was that good. Um, I mean, no, no chub, I guess, but I'm, I'm, you know, I am surely just in confusion right now. I'll put it Um, this way. The Raiders defense has given up 24 more points every week before this one. Yeah. I mean, again, the weather's a factor, but if you're in the snow, I mean, you'd think the the, the Cleveland rushing would outperform, um, Vegas, which I guess they, they didn't. I mean, Josh Jacobs had a good game. I mean, 31 carries. I mean, yeah, I'd expect him to get 130 yards, but still, I mean, I guess Kareem didn't, Kareem did all right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the Raiders are like a mediocre team. I think they'll 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 get a wild card spot. Um, they 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 won this game. Uh, Derek Carr, you know, nothing special there, but they won as we always say. So I guess yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. Any other weather conditions, we would have won this game pretty easily. If there were two drops on third and short, Landry in the flat, yeah, wide he- open. I mean, wait, 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 where was this game played? In Cleveland. And and the Ve- what type of climate does Vegas have? Where they practice? Warm. And yeah. what type Not of climate does Cleveland have? No, this was practice? this was on our defense. Absolutely. No, the, yeah, because we, we I mean, it was purely on be, Josh you should, Jacobs. You should win a game it was in cold p- weather. Like, like, it it like was not like the weather. Packers win at Lambeau. You should be able to win in cold it weather. Was not, it wasn't the, the temperature. It was the, the wind condition. You can't throw the ball like that. That's why both— But your point to that is the Raiders' offense be, would be more explosive as well in this case. No, probably. It would have been and a I better think high Derek, scoring. It would have been a shootout that Baker Mayfield at the end of the day. I disagree. If 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 they don't hand the ball off 31 times to Josh Jacobs, if we're able to get a stop, if Miles Garrett plays, if Jarvis Landry doesn't drop three to— you know, um, What's it called? Three wide open third down conversions. If it, uh, Najoku hold hangs on, if you know the run, the Renfro touchdown and the Landry touchdown, both of them looked a little questionable. We were on the you know they called theirs a touchdown, they didn't call ours. There was it was this team this this loss doesn't really concern us or it doesn't concern me very much. Raiders are a solid team. No, because you guys haven't been able to beat a good football team all year. If the weather was normal, we would have won. We would have beaten this team. That's there, there's, you okay, well, then but you the did, but it wasn't normal. No, we didn't beat. No, it, right, we didn't beat. The, and I'm you not, guys are the Cleveland Browns. You can't expect the weather to be normal every single game for you guys. It's kind of like how in Denver, it snows, locks just the bed. We need to accept the weather wasn't normal, but we still lost. I'm not saying that we won the game. I'm just saying if the weather. Well, you said you would have won the game. 
I think we would have won. I think that's yeah. very far-fetched. Okay. Well, right. we can agree to disagree. Let's just move on to the next game. Uh, the next game. There's nothing to talk about in this game. Yeah, there isn't. Jets and Chiefs, you know, it looks kind of a little close in the first half. You know, it wasn't terrible. It was, you know, uh, actually, I guess not. But I, know, I thought, you know. <laughs> but the point is, it was 21-9, to nine and then, you know, then, right. then the Chiefs um, came in, you know. <laughs> I apologize, Jets fans. Obliterated there's not much them. to talk yeah. about. Yeah. The only victory from this game for you guys is you were able to shut down Le'Veon Bell, who yeah. allegedly wanted a revenge game. But that's like the only victory you guys have had all season, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. Um, Michael Perrine didn't look great. Dominant yeah. game from Mackay Beckton. Uh, I think that's the only plus. And that's uh, a, good, Denzel, that's a plus. Denzel Mims had two catches this he week. Did nice the catch, though. You see that catch? Yeah, I did. But um, I, mean, I, I just want him to get a little bit more. I mean, he's. I think he's. I, I feel like second week putting up forty yards. I think if he gets a couple more, um, we'll, we'll let Chaz talk for a few seconds, then we'll just yeah, move on. I don't from know. This I, I I didn't watch this game. Um, there's nothing to watch. Jets are terrible. I mean, there's definitely. I, I'm I'm not. You know. I mean, as you always say. I mean, when a team's just garbage, there there's gonna be some guys that are gonna do good next year. I think, and there's some guys that excite me. I mean, Mackay Becton again is. I think he'll become one of the best tackles in football. Um, he had a dominant game, and yeah, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, I knew the Chiefs were gonna blow him out. There's. I think everyone accepted that. Uh, I'm happy Le'Veon Bell got shut down. I mean, not really, actually, because I, I like Le'Veon, personally. I have nothing against him. Um, but, yeah, kind of funny that he got shut out. So, um, next game, Colts, Detroit Lions. Um, Colts won this one, I mean, by a good amount, too. Yeah, I mean, Phillip Rivers, no interceptions. He had a solid day, I'd say, three touchdowns. Matt Stafford, I mean, had a really solid day, 360 yards. Yeah, I, I think as we say, I mean, we say this quite often, I mean, if you put up 300 yards— and three touchdowns this game isn't on you. Well, I feel like it isn't. And it's also just very rare to see a close yeah, team put up 45, definitely. 41 agree. points. Um, I've been very, very big on Wait, the I'm lines. Sorry, can we go back? You said that it's not Matt Stafford's fault for throwing three touchdowns or because he threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. To lose the loss? Yeah, yeah. it's not on Matt Stafford, I'd say. Well, no, I, I know you think that. I'm just asking, did, Adam, do you think that? Yeah. Interesting. Right. He, he's also not given the time, taking five sacks for 39 yards, yeah. which isn't extremely helpful. But, um... Again, I think the Lions' defense is much better than this. They made a very sluggish Colts offense. Not look great, but end of the day, the Colts ran the ball successfully. They passed the ball successfully. Their well, defense helped them out a bit, but end of the day. The game, the, their game plan succeeded when they threw Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins out of the backfield. You know, like That's where their touchdowns came from. You know, The Lions did a pretty good job of shutting down the receivers, but you know, Naheem Hines had himself another... Uh, Two touchdown game, which I'm pretty sure I said at the beginning would never ever happen again, yeah. and it happened again. But it's also, yeah, I mean, as you said, Colin, the best. I mean, with who you think is the best running back is he's getting yeah, John outplayed. Taylor got shut yeah, down. he's getting. No, he's. I think he's getting outplayed by the other two guys personally. Um, I think Hilaire and to some extent. Uh, Dobbins. Well, no, no, I'm just saying, like, I mean, it, between Wilkins and Naheem Hines, and he's not doing anything. I just anything. think he's the best pure rusher from the draft, but it's only been eight games. Yeah, so it's still early. You know, I could, I could be wrong. I just, that's what I saw yeah. in, in, his, in college. I, I still think Detroit, like, is a good team. I do, too. Um, yeah, I I'm still not, hope yeah, they can get maybe a wild card. I don't know if they will be able to, but, um, I mean, Stafford's good. I think we all agree. I mean, again, they had no rushing game. I mean, they put up 29 yards. I mean, yeah. Stafford had Andre to throw Swift that, for being honest. Was 0.2 yards. Exactly. I mean, terrible. it was it was bad. Yeah, again, but though, it comes down the lines. Offensive line is atrocious. Yeah, it's year. not I good. I mean, I don't know why they let go of Glasgow. Yeah, but um, yeah. on to the next. We have, I'd, I'd say, the second biggest upset, if not many could argue the first, but the Vikings upset the Packers this week, where Aaron Rodgers still looked good in the loss, but... Mm-hmm. um. 
I just think this Vikings team is just a very night and day team. I feel yep. like they're they're not a when you 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 say I'm playing the Vikings, they're two and five, we're gonna win. That's not how I think of the Vikings. The Vikings can go into a game with one win. I think any game the Vikings go in, they could end up making competitive against a team like the Packers. I, I'm not saying they'll go beat the Chiefs or whatever, but I think they can make any game competitive. Um, Dalvin Cook had a monstrous game, showing why he deserved to get paid this offseason. Um, Packers, no Aaron Jones. I wouldn't say that's the problem. I think end of the day, you need to stop the run game. Packers couldn't do it this week. End of story. Kirk Cousins wasn't making his mistakes that he normally does. When you only throw the ball 14 times, you know, if you get picked off, it's kind of Yeah, but if you complete it 11 times. No, agree. No, I'm not trying to knock him. This was totally, he, you know, he was a game manager in this game, and it won. I mean, I think that was, this was the coaching finally discovering what a stud they have in Dalvin Cook and, and taking advantage. I mean, you'd think at halftime that the Green Bay Packers would adjust. They didn't, and that was really the end of the game for them. Dalvin, yeah. like you said, I mean, divisional games are always close. You know, it's, it's basically a science at this point. It was pretty interesting to watch. All right, on to the next where I'll talk last. Uh, Denver Broncos versus Los Angeles Chargers where Locke must have been listening to the podcast when he said you, when you guys said if he doesn't show up soon, you think he's done in the league. So let's hear from one of you guys first. Uh, I mean, I didn't actually watch this game. Um, yeah, you didn't watch most of the game. I didn't watch most of the game. <laughs> I, I usually don't, in all honesty. Um, I mean, Chargers, classic Chargers fashion – Shit to bed. I mean, obviously Herbert with those two interceptions didn't help. Again, he. I mean, he. Okay, the two interceptions definitely weren't good. But I mean, another three TD, two hundred, you know, eighty yard game. It's it's not terrible from him. Uh, the two TDs definitely killed him. I, I have a lock had a good game. I what? Which QB do you think played better this week? Uh, I mean, I I mean, well, considering their stats are. I mean, what he's got. Well, yeah, I mean. Herbert put up 30 more yards. Locke had one less interception. And Locke had one less interception. So I take Locke this week. I mean, just from a pure stat standpoint, I mean, three TDs, one interception. He really came back. I mean, in the beginning, he was not doing good at all. No, Locke. But he, he got the comeback. I mean, in the fourth I, quarter I don't, know what the, I don't know what's up with the Chargers and, and losing the comebacks. I really don't understand <laughs> it. Um, Lindsey had an okay game. I mean, yeah, Locke, Locke did good. Um, Judy, Judy had a good game. Mike Williams had a great game. Keenan Allen. I mean, I, I don't know what's up with this Chargers team. I really Mitch, don't. Mitch, is it okay if I say one thing before you go? Sure. Um, I don't have big opinions. Regarding Lindsey, Lindsey, I'd say I'd give him the MVP of this game. Only yeah. six rushes, 83 yards on a touchdown. Yeah. But his 155-yard rush when the Broncos were down 24-3 to really is what turned yeah, the whole momentum of the game. It's the play the Broncos needed. And then Drew Locke comes out, throws in the fourth quarter, three touchdowns over 160 yards. I mean... It's the lock we've been waiting to see his whole career. So we'll hear from Mitch, and then I'll talk a bit more. Uh, you asked do, who you, who I think played better. I think Herbert played better. Um, the defense really, really crapped the bed there. I, I can't believe that they allowed the Broncos to come back. Props to Drew Locke for making the adjustments after having a really terrible start, making bad decisions, throwing the ball into triple coverage. I mean, at the end of the day, Herbert had another interception, but his QBR is, high, is significantly higher, and his pass rating is just a tiny bit lower with an additional interception. Uh, yes, Phil Lindsay's making, like you said earlier, Adam, the Phil Lindsay's making Melvin, the Melvin Gordon sign, signing look ridiculous, especially considering they gave him some pretty decent money. I'm not going to say they overpaid him. Or they they broke they the bank, paid. but um, especially considering he, is it next week he starts serving his suspension? He's well, making bad decisions. Yet. Okay, well, he, he's making bad decisions. The, 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 I think Anthony Lynn, 
I, I like him. I like what he's done because they always come out firing. They always compete with, you know, this team w- had a huge lead against the Broncos and, or not the Broncos, the Buccaneers and the Saints, two really good teams. And yeah, but I don't care about the Broncos. I'm talking about good teams. And then um, the Chargers, um, they, you know, they blow their lead once more. The defenses should be good on paper. They allowed the Broncos to come back. I like what you said about Phil Lindsay. That was the spark that they needed that comeback. You know, I think Drew Locke lives to fight another battle. He had a pretty solid game at the end of the day. We'll see if he can build on it. You know, this team's three and four now. It's not completely out of the playoff hunt. Um, yeah, pretty pretty solid game. Good comeback. I think it's pretty bad for the Chargers. Herbert's talent is being wasted. It's only been seven games. All right. Um, where do I start with after that? Um, very controversial statements Mitch has made. Um, mm-hmm. in that past. Um, end of the day, Herbert versus Locke. Locke did have the better game. At the end of the day, Herbert couldn't show up in the fourth quarter when he needed to get those first downs in order to win the game. Locke could show up in under a minute, being able to drive down the field and score a touchdown. Final play of the game was probably, as a Broncos fan, one of the most exciting plays I've watched in my history of watching football. I watched the whole game. At halftime, I was ready to give up. I was even posting Drew Locke memes on my account. Then I I said it. Drew Locke, if he doesn't show up in that second half, he was on the hot seat. He might not have been the starter in future weeks to come. But he he knew what he was playing for, and the QB with the most swag in the league decided to come out, throw for 150 yards, three touchdowns in the fourth, as I've said. And love him or hate him, you can't not laugh when Drew Locke comes on the field and throws a touchdown and starts dancing or, like, pointing side to side. Like, he's an entertaining guy. And while he's a bit full of himself... At the end of the day, he, he, he understands that he needs to play better in order to win, which he did here. Um, regarding the defenses this week, the uh, Chargers defense absolutely blew up. I think the play that really lost the Chargers the game was with eight seconds left. Broncos take an end zone shot. Defensive P.I. The guy didn't even play the ball. We throw it to the end zone. Guy doesn't play the ball. And they start complaining about the call, of course. Just every call gets complained about in 2020, like we saw last night in the Buccaneers game. Every single call Giants fans were complaining about. Um, but end of the day, the Broncos came back 24-3. I don't know if this is the spark they needed, but this could be a big turnaround for their season as they have the easiest part of their schedule coming up these next three weeks now playing the Falcons next week. We could see a Broncos team head to 6-4 and four in a few weeks. I wouldn't be surprised, and many people may start talking about a playoff team if Drew Locke is able to continue what he does. On to the next game. We have Nola and Chicago, which was probably... <laughs> For fans, the most entertaining play of the season where Wims just went up and started punching Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. But uh, we'll hear from Mitch. Not trying to defend um, Wims, but he did say afterwards, I, I, I don't know if this is true, he did say he said that uh, Chauncey Gardner was spitting in his face. So if that's accurate, then I guess there's more to the story. But, so, but does that give you a reason to... Go out of your yes, way after the play ends. Tap a guy on the shoulder, throw two punches. If some dude is swearing at him, well, I just want to understand why you think throwing a punch is actually going to hurt a player when he has a helmet on. That's yeah, going to protect that's, him that's from. I'm not that's... defending the guy. No, I'm no, just I'm, saying. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm just you know. There's more to the story. You know, if I go up and just punch Charlie right now, then like, oh, I'm an aggressor. But if Charlie spits in my face, and okay, there's a reason. But anyway, that, that's hardly the you know the story of this team. I, I didn't like what I saw from Nick Foles. He had a better touchdown to interception ratio than he usually does, but throwing the ball forty one times, you know, he looked he looked like Drew Brees I, I, out there without the accuracy. I'd I don't say know. the defense it was, a, it was be an okay able, game. I, I wouldn't say twenty three points is acceptable. He needs to work on his red zone efficiency, but I'd say 
if Nick Foles performs like this, the Chicago Bears should win the football game. I, I think agree. with I the go. defense they have, they should win. Yeah, he, he turns it on in the second half. He started to come back a little bit. Um, but it, I mean, they were up at halftime. They were up most of the game. Then yeah, Nick Foles know. leads a drive to get a field goal, and then overtime they they lost. Um, I, I still think Mitch should be the starter. I think Nick Foles shouldn't have a job. I think Nick Foles should go back to flipping burgers. But um, I mean, Nick Foles is one of the only QBs that's been able to beat Brady this year. I, yeah, that's that's very true. Yes. Um, again, it was the Alvin Kamara show. Leads the um, leads the team in receptions and rushing and carries. If Alvin Kamara goes down with injury and Michael Thomas isn't there, god damn, this team's screwed. Yeah. Because I even think if Michael Lord. Thomas is there, Alvin Kamara is what sparks this offense. So I think I think he's the most impactful player on this roster. Agreed. When you lead the league in rushing, my, or yeah. when, in the when you lead the team in receptions and rushing yards, and this is by, the first. And it's by four, yeah. he, he, read, he led by forty receiving yards too. Like that's his like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think we see we see. Um, I think if we see Mike Thomas come back, I think this team's. I feel like I'm getting a lot of Kamara and McCaffrey vibes this year. I feel like Kamara's playing a lot like McCaffrey had played last year, being the offensive spark. I think it's offensive player of the year is varying the question for Kamara this season. Yeah, Um, he's leading the league in everything right now. I think Kamara now this year with Michael Thomas back, depending on what type of Michael Thomas we see this year, this offense could be an already very good offense, but could become. A lot better when they get their top two receivers back. Is Michael Thomas coming back next week? Who, Who knows? knows? <laughs> We've been saying this for four weeks now. He should have been back four weeks ago, and then the bye week, and then the punching, and then then you tweak your hamstring. So, yeah. fantasy owners must be so so close to just hitting that drop button just out of spite. But uh, I be me. crying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just hopefully the slant boy will be able to make an appearance. Um, there's not much to be said. You know, the, the Saints came out with a win. The Seahawks and the Niners division games are always close. This one was closer than I expected. The Seahawks just absolutely sauced the 49ers. We knew this was going to happen. We did not, I, you know, they uh, came out of a bye week. Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the Can league. We give a quick and, shout out to, uh, an appreciation shout out to Nick Mullins for yeah, Nick yeah. Mullins. coming okay. in the game. Coming in the game for a quarter and a half. And having a better passer rating and a than half. Russell Wilson by point one. I mean, he balled out. Go he you. threw for 238 yards, yeah. two touchdowns yeah. without an interception. Yeah. This game is on the San Fran defense. Yeah. It's that simple. But their yeah. defense is very injured. It's hard to yeah. stop Russell Wilson. But yeah. it, it, I was really, it, it, as a f- perspective of a non-biased fan, it, it, you couldn't not smile watching Nick Mullins play this week. You couldn't. But, uh, I could, but I don't care about Nick Mullins. I think he's completely irrelevant. But I did smile watching Russ Russ Wilson play. And carry your fantasy um, team for carry the my, 30th week. Oh, come on. I won by 50. That's okay. not him carrying me. <laughs> he um, does carry your team. Oh, he carries my team, yeah. yeah. Not this week, though. I destroyed. I won by 55. But Also, can I just ask Russ? I know he's not listening, but oh yeah. Last week I played Tyler Lockett, where he only throws to Tyler Lockett for Lockett to score fifty points, and then this week I played DK Metcalf, where he only throws to Metcalf for Metcalf to score forty five points. Like, what is up with that, Russ? Like, I ended up getting the win this week, but last week you really killed me, Russ. But uh, let's hear from Chuck on this game. Yeah, I mean, they they let Russ cooked. Uh, what it comes down to, I still think he's a top three. Yeah, I think he's a top two quarterback in the league. I think Lamar kind of fell out, fell out of conversation this year. I think it's Mahomes, Ross, 
Hopefully, I really hope Russ can get the MVP that he's been chasing forever. I mean, he definitely should. If yeah, Aaron I mean, Rodgers still in the conversation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I think I think yeah. Russ will gonna, is going to continue doing good. I mean, like I said, they they lost last the last time the game they played, right? Yeah. Like they, I said, they, they like I said, our, like I said in our game prediction, Russ isn't losing two in a row. Yeah. I stand, Especially I stand correct. I mean, yeah. there's no shot he was going to lose this game. 49ers are, I mean, the 49ers are all over the place. I mean, they, they, Garoppolo got hurt, right, in the game. Yeah. Garoppolo's out. I mean, you, you saw, you saw them come up, and then they, 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 they did bad once Garoppolo went down. He came back. They started doing good again. I mean, this team's all over the place. I don't know what to think about them, but Mullins had a solid game. So, then again, Seahawks defense is terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ross Ball, DK Metcalf, balled. Again, I just I don't know why it's just one receiver, one receiver. I mean, it's it's interesting to me, but uh, hey, I'm not I'm not complaining. Yeah, when you got when you have DK Metcalf on your fantasy team, I'm not complaining. Next game we got Cowboys Eagles. Cowgirls. Cowgirls Eagles. I mean, pay Dak. Um, yeah. I mean, this team is garbage without him. I mean, I think Mike McCarthy was not a good hire. I mean, I think that was biting him in the butt. Now, all politics aside, at this point. I kind of Ka- Kaepernick in a Cowboys uniform. It would yeah, be very I controversial, know. but I think yeah. he could do a lot better than Ben Goddamn Danucci. Yeah. Ben Danucci, everybody loves pick, the memes yeah. and everything. Yeah, but. I mean, he's not good. He's not. This team isn't good. I mean, Zeke had a mediocre day. I mean, the offensive line is performing Wentz like didn't this have team to do is not good to win this the year. Game. Yeah, exactly. Wentz. I mean, he, he didn't. He put over four. Yeah, exactly. And they still and they still won by ten. I mean, it's yeah, atrocious. Yeah. Zeke, yeah. the, the whole opposing team's game plan now is to just stop Zeke because they don't have to fear yeah, exactly. opposing they quarterback. Don't, no, yeah. It's trade yeah. deadline coming up in 50 minutes. I, I really hope we see Dallas trade for a quarterback or sign someone because I, I, I can't watch Ben DiNucci play football yeah. for three months. Maybe they'll give up. I, I don't know. I mean, I, at this rate, honestly, this team is so bad. This defense is terrible. It's even worth it to pay Dak. And the worst part is they I mean, still have a chance in the Dak. division. Yeah. They still have yeah, a chance. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just sad. Just... It's sad. That's how bad the division is. No, what I'm saying is Dak is amazing, right? Nobody's going to deny that. He's top 10 no, he's, Yeah, he's good. He's debatably top five. This season, he was doing amazing. Yeah, yes, yes. He was probably a front-runner for MVP. He was. Yeah, he could have if he stayed healthy. What I'm saying, though, is this team is terrible, okay? This team This team isn't... This team, they had him on his rookie contract. He's not on his rookie contract anymore, and their defense is still garbage. I mean, they're going to have a new coach next year. I think, right? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, they did okay with Dak. I, hate, I mean, I, hated the McCarthy I don't like McCarthy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's there's a possibility they draft a quarterback. Let Dak. I, I mean, they draft a safety or, or you think kind of DB, some? Yeah. They did they focus on defense? I mean, but that's just a lot of money to put away. I mean, look at Mahomes, right? I mean, look at the team, the defense. Look at their defense, the Chiefs' defense and the coaching, and when they gave Mahomes the contract, you know, I mean, it's it's a valid point. I I think that Dak deserves money. I mean, everyone knows that Dak deserves money. Well, well, should they pay him though from a strategic steam team and future standpoint? I, mean, I don't know. Interesting, but like, yeah. I think that hopefully would what, what you know, I like Dak. I really yeah, I like Dak a lot. I think Dak's really good. He would be one of the most loved people if he didn't have a star on his chest Agreed. and on his helmet. Agreed. But I'm hoping that Jerry Jones is thinking, hmm, we were you know it's not like they were undefeated, but they did. Go we were him. competing. We were our offense was the number one in the league in literally every category. On, you know when Dak was our quarterback. And then once even Andy Dalton comes in, who was I thought I thought he'd be able to fill the shoes pretty nice. Obviously, he wouldn't be able to replicate. Got hurt. Yeah, but, I think we all no, I know he got hurt, but he also he played he played a, a game in three quarters before he got hurt. Yeah. He looked terrible in all of that. Couldn't even beat the Gaints. He couldn't beat the Gaints or the um, or the football team. So I mean, I Ben. It's not like Ben Denucci's going to do any better. I think that. Whatever, basically, Dak can literally just hand them a uh, can, or Jerry Jones can, should just hand Dak a blank check and let him fill it out, and yeah. that's what's gonna happen. And I, you know, I think I like Dak. I hope that's what happens. All right, on to Monday night. We got the 
against her Giants versus the Buccaneers, which uh, Giants have been Brady's kryptonite his whole career. It was interesting this week to see the Giants compete with the Buccaneers, but the Giants' defense has been lights out yeah, this year. Sure, I, sure. I think James Bradbury. I've been saying this the entire. Their their cornerbacks have been absolutely Warner's, locking yeah. up this year. Their Blake Martinez, Leonard been, Williams yeah. is playing well this year. Um, I liked um. I like this week how Joe Judge got very creative on the offensive yeah. side, running a few trick plays, having going Tate throw a ball, throw, like he got everybody involved. But my my main issue was Daniel Jones. The play that lost, I think a, a play that had a big impact was Daniel Jones was getting sacked. Could have taken yeah. the sack, could have thrown the ball away. Tried to be a hero, make a heroic throw, threw a pick. Brady goes down, scores, take the lead versus the Giants having a chance to go down and score, taking a two possession lead. Say what you want about the two-point conversion. It was not pass. I don't think it was pass interference. But it was nice to see Jones take four minutes off the clock to score a touchdown to almost tie the game. But let's hear from Mitch. I think it was pass interference, but I think it's irrelevant because, you know, Giants fans say that that call lost in the game. Yes, it was pass interference, but it was still a horrible throw. If he makes that throw on time and, you know, two feet to the right, then that is easily caught. Um then that is easily caught either way. And, uh, you know, the, the the defensive back wouldn't have even had a chance to play the ball or interfere with the pass. So, like, yes, it was pass interference I, very slightly. But why do you but think it was pass interference? Because I think he got there, like, a second early earlier than the ball. It, it's close. I'm not going to say it was though, an egregious call. He was call, playing but. the ball. And the main thing you look for in pass interference is, was the defender playing the ball? If he wasn't playing the ball, he wouldn't have made the play that he made to tip the ball away. Also, it's... Daniel Jones' fault as well. No, agreed. I'm not, I mean, but I'm saying I think if you know, I saw this before and I agree. I think if Brady threw that pass, that that flag is not getting picked up. I mean, I think it was a bad job by the referees. You know, they yes, they conferred, they tried to make the right call, but it goes both ways. No, it does. No, I know. It, it look, it, it, it's all irrelevant because it was a bad throw by Daniel Jones. Like I said, that throw is you know a second or two earlier well, and three feet that, to the right. right. You were yeah. going to Deion Lewis. To play yeah, exactly. With the I don't know why you not even he, roll out right. He like, stuttered. You know, like he kind of like uh, he froze at the you know, and that's on you, but. It was on Daniel Jones, the pass. I mean, yeah, the pass. Oh, it was. Pa- it was, pass, it was yeah. behind him, and it was late too. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't. You know, he wasn't going through his reads. He knew that ball was going to Deion Lewis, but yeah. um, it's it sucks because I think it would have been really. You know, for Giants fans, it would have been a little bit of confidence that they needed, shutting down Tom Brady once again, just like they did in the two Super Bowls. You know, oh seven and two thousand eleven. So I wanted the Giants to come back, but um, I think we all did. Yeah, but, I, I don't think there was a single person besides Buccaneers <laughs> fans, and you know. One thing I want to say before we close this one up is I, I can't take Patriots fans. Their team finally sucks. Everybody's happy. But they still find a way to say, oh, we're, we're Buccaneers fans too. It's okay. No, you can't like two football teams. I understand you support Tom Brady, but just because your team sucks, don't go saying like, oh, we're a Buccaneers fan too. It doesn't matter that you're losing. Your team sucks, okay? Anyone have thoughts on that? No. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the Bucks got the dub. As we say, wins are all that matter in the end. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Giants. Giants are a bad team. They competed though, but um, they competed, but only because their defense. Yeah, only because their defense. His offense is garbage. Daniel Jones is garbage. Um, a fumble. No Saquon. Maybe they should yeah. trade Saquon away. Maybe give him a chance to play somewhere good. Yeah, Learn how to draft tackles in the first round. I mean, Giants yeah. are just garbage. Um, <laughs> All right. As Mike C knows, oh, I mean, we're not we can, giving we can Mike bring C up his shout chats. Out. We can no, bring no, up no, his no. chats. All righty. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, we, for listening this guys. was a great episode, a fun one to record. As Definitely. always, we hope you all enjoyed. If you listen to a segment, the whole thing, just let us know. Rate us five yeah. stars. I'm Adam. That's I'm Chaz. Yep. We'll, we'll, we're coming after you tomorrow with the week. Uh, week. 
nine predictions? Yeah, yeah. week yeah. nine. We're already, on, we're we'll already halfway through the year. For sure. All right. All right. Thank you. Have we'll thanks for listening. Too. I mean, yeah. it's coming up. We're recording this 3.30 on uh, Tuesday, so we'll talk, maybe we'll give a little mention of the trade deadline, if anything big happens yeah. on uh, right. for the review. Thanks for listening, guys.